You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vassar, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Well, good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And I am super excited to be back in action with all of you guys. I took a little bit of a hiatus uh, for a purpose. I think we all need to sit back, relax, contemplate what our next steps are. And I am so excited for these next several months to bring to the airwaves your credit today, me, A to the N to the G, the real credit queen information. So for the next several weeks, what we're going to be focusing on is quarantine credit stories. Ah, love this stuff. These are going to be real stories about real people and circumstances. Now, it's not just going to be all doom and gloom, okay? Because you guys know that I'm a positive person, and I'm not for the doom and gloom, baby. I'm all for the uprising and enthusiastic way in being in life. So we're going to be talking about victories. We're going to be talking about education, And we are going to be talking about what some people may have been struggling with during these times. But all of this is meant to help you in all types of situations and scenarios and give you some ammunition to either help your clients, help your friends and family, or in some situations, help yourself. But a little housekeeping, as you know, I always have to do. If you have not subscribed, please hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about your credit today and all the amazing and wonderful things that you're learning from this voice here, A to the N to the G. Now, listen, I also want to tell you that I want to hear from you. Let us hear your voice. What are some of the things that you're looking to find out about? What are some of the struggles that you may be having. So we've reached out to some of our clients to hear from them. We want to know what your struggles are. We want to know the things that you want to know. We want to know what you're upset about when it comes to the credit agencies, when it comes to the banks and the creditors. And we want to clear the pathway and give you the information that you need. But like I said, we want to hear your voice. We want to know the things that you want to be educated about. So If you could please bless us with that information, you can go ahead and send your story requests. You can send your information to customer service at conquercredit.com. Once again, please send any information that you're looking for to customer service at conquercredit.com. Now, getting into what we're going to be talking about today, like I said, we reached out to some of our clients and said, what's going on? You know, give us some information so that we can get on the airwaves and share your story with our listeners. And uh, as you guys know, people call me the real credit queen. So when they were addressing me, they said, dear credit queen. So we're going to get into that. But before we do, I thought it was really important to cover some things that a lot of clients have been contacting me about and that they're concerned with. So I have unfortunately had a few clients that were affected by COVID, meaning that they were hospitalized because of COVID. As a matter of fact, I have an amazing story from one of our clients that was actually on a ventilator and has healed. So I'm so happy to hear that. So happy to hear the praise report 
support from him and his family and how they're getting through that tough time. And also how his community rallied around him, how his friends and his family rallied around him during this time, even though they couldn't be in the hospital with him, they were there in spirit, in truth, and helping his family while he was unfortunately not able to. So the biggest question that he had, you know, as he's healing now at home and not in the hospital anymore is, Angela, you know, what am I going to do with all of these medical bills that I have? He got hit with an over $300,000 medical bill. And, you know, of course, that's just knee jerking and very upsetting for anybody to get a bill such as this. But the one thing that we are discovering, and I think that it will continue to come to light as more and more people, unfortunately, are affected by this terrible virus that's been plaguing the U.S. and the world is that the government is going to come up with some programs so that we don't have to eat all of the costs of this. There was actually, um, in the New York uh, Times, there was a story about the difference between us Americans that are in the U.S. and Europeans and, you know, how they're getting through COVID being hospitalized versus the U.S. being hospitalized. And the one thing that it was, it was about money and medical bills. So what I did with him is we sat down and we looked at all of the medical bills that he had and we petitioned the hospital for some forgiveness. And it ha- we haven't gotten the information back, but I want you to continue to follow this story so that you can get the information and pass it along to your friends and family, anyone that may have been affected by this. But what, what I want to bring up about this is that Anytime you have a bill or you're presented with a bill that you don't agree with or that you can't afford to pay back, the thing is, is to take the necessary steps to contact that creditor and see if they're willing to work with you. Don't just dig your head into the sand, okay? That's the worst thing that you can do because unfortunately, when you do that or if you do that, it's just going to come back to bite you in that ta-da-da-da, the bootay. And we don't want that to happen. So what we've done is we've petitioned the hospitals and the doctors to give him what the cash price would be as opposed to what they're trying to charge him. And like I said, we'll see what happens. But what I've always found is that any creditor, hospital, physician, as long as you reach out to them and want to work with them, most of them are willing to work with you. So we will come back to that story in the next couple of weeks once I have gathered all of the data. But I thought that it was important to bring up because as I've been asking you to please contact us with any of your questions, if you know someone that was affected by COVID and they were hospitalized, please reach out with the story and or the information on how they got through the medical bills that they're experiencing right now as well. The other thing that we're going to be covering during this time is how to manage your debt through the uncertainty of quarantine or COVID. I've had a lot of clients that are in the entertainment industry, and of course, they've been affected severely. Now, a lot of these people in the entertainment industry were liquid. They had money, and they were making really good money. But when the brakes hit, and you don't know what's going to happen in the future, what's the one thing that I've always said to do? You have to have a plan because if you don't have a plan, 
than you have planned to fail. And I had one client who was a very successful entertainer. And, you know, of course he says to me, Angela, I never thought in a million years that this kind of situation would happen to me. Now he was a client of mine way back 15 years ago when he wasn't doing so well as an entertainer. And now 15 years going forward, he's doing extremely well. But I thought I, I, I was really humbled by the fact, number one, that he called me and wanted my advice. But I was also really impressed with the fact that he wanted to stay ahead of his situation and he didn't just want to wait until everything hit the fan. He wanted to know what the best possible things that he could do while this was happening so that he's not in trouble in the next six months. So some of the things that we talked about in our past shows were what the CARES Act is for and how you can uh, defer payments, how you can put mortgages in forbearance and or deferment. And I want to challenge you to go back and listen to those shows. Now, a lot of things have continued to change as we continue to go through this uh, situation with COVID, and they will continue to change throughout. I think that we're not going to see the end of this, unfortunately, probably for another year as far as how it's affecting our economy and how it's affecting people that are not working right now. But the successful entertainer that I was talking to sat down with me, well, not face to face, but in a Zoom call. And what I had him do was some homework on all of the things that he has going on from a financial perspective right now and what he could foresee in the next six months as being a problem to pay. Now, luckily, as we went through this process, he really didn't see any problems in paying anything, but he decided to take the opportunities that were presented to him and defer his credit card payments, defer some of his insurance payments on his car, defer his car payments, things of that nature. And what he's doing with that cash is he's putting it away so that when he's out of that deferment program, he can start making his payments with ease and not have to worry about it until he gets back to work, hopefully in October or November. But why is it that I'm bringing up that situation? Because this is a man who really cares about his credit. He really cares about his future. And not to say that people don't care. But I think what happens is that we're so run by fear that we don't pause and take a moment and think about what needs to happen right now and specifically in the future. And I was really encouraged and impressed uh, by this man's courage to come up and say, listen, this is what's going on. I don't want this to happen in the six months. Angela, please help me plan. So that's what we're here for, friends. When you come to this show, this is all about giving you information to plan and protect your credit and your finances in the future. Now, one of the things that we did, which I thought was super important, and I think it's important for everyone, is he made a visual plan so that he could see how much he owes and who he owed. And he said that was super helpful to him to see it every morning and to be encouraged by the plan that he has. The other thing is, um, you know, going to a sidebar, if you've lost your job and you don't have any income, listen, guys, once again, these creditors and banks, they are being very forgiving right now. So don't just give up 
Okay, don't just throw your hands up in the air and say, okay, I'm just going to file bankruptcy because that's not always the answer. And the thing about bankruptcy is, which you've learned in our past shows, if you've listened to when we're talking about bankruptcy, is that that can affect you for up to seven to 10 years. But if you work with your creditors, you may only have a little bit of an issue for the next six months to a year. So again, Get out a plan, uh, put it down, write it down on paper, and give your creditors a chance to wow you on how they can actually help you. So getting into our Dear Credit Queen questions, here we go. Dear Credit Queen, I have worked for a Fortune 500 company about seven months ago and was an executive. I carried a charge card, a corporate American Express card. When, unfortunately, I lost my position with this company, I turned in my expenses on a monthly basis and the company reimbursed me and I paid the bill while I was employed there. I was always under the impression that the card was in the company's name and not mine, even though my name was on the card and it was a corporate card. Well, to make a long story short, I was laid off or let go, like I said, seven months ago and forgot to turn in my expenses before I was let go. The bills kept coming, but I thought for sure that the company would pay them. My bad. (laughs) But now I have a collection account, no money, and I'm trying to get a new job. And unfortunately, in this COVID situation, that has proven to be very tough. Credit Queen, help me. What is it that I can do? Whoa. Now, this is, a, this is a tough one here, okay? There are a lot of people that work for corporations uh, that have expense accounts, but most of the corporations have gotten really smart over the last couple of years, and they haven't carried the credit card expenses on their own and have not carried the risk of having the credit card in the corporation's name. They have made the individuals have their own credit cards and they have reimbursed them just like he's saying here. But of course, no one in human resources sits down with you and says, hey, guess what? This credit card is yours. Yes, we're going to go ahead and reimburse you on a monthly basis. But if you don't make the payments on time, and if you don't make the payments at all, buddy, you're going to have a collection account showing on your credit report. Well, this is that exact situation for this individual So what is it that you can do during this situation? Now, I don't want to say that this is easy. It's actually pretty complicated. But at the same time, you have a story to tell. Depending on how long you worked for this company, what you can do is you can get a letter from said company that you were supposed to be reimbursed because you forgot to send in your reimbursement. So you obviously never got reimbursed for those expenses. You can write the company, let them know that you forgot to get reimbursed, send them a copy of the bill, have them write you a check, of course, for it, okay? And also write you a letter that they were reimbursing you on a monthly basis. Now you can turn this into a story in dealing with American Express in this particular situation and letting them know because it was a corporate card, you were never you never found out or they never told you that this card was specifically in your name and not the company's name. 
You can agree to pay the account and see if they would be willing through a loophole to remove the information from your credit history because A, you're paying it in full and B, you've explained the story that you had no idea that this particular credit card was only in your sole name. But let's talk about this situation. And this is actually what I went through with this client is how on God's green earth did you not know that this credit card was in your name and reporting to your credit history? Well, I'll tell you why you didn't know that is because he wasn't monitoring his credit. And what is the one thing that A to the N to G has always told her clients to do is to monitor your credit. You want to know the information that is being reported to your credit history at all times. If this gentleman was monitoring his credit, he would have never had this situation. And again, this is another thing that I wanted him to bring up to American Express is that unfortunately he was never told that he should monitor his credit. Otherwise, he would have known that this was a situation. Another conundrum that he had was that The bill was going to a previous address that he had because once he lost his job and his position, he moved. So all of the bills were not being forwarded properly. He wasn't notified that he was in collections until, unfortunately, it was too late. So all of this information is something that he's going to turn into a story that he's going to be able to tell to American Express, and hopefully they will have mercy on his soul and remove this information from his credit history. He can pay them off and be done with the situation. So again, friends, this is why it's so important to monitor your credit. If he was monitoring his credit, like I said, this situation would never have happened. And it's the only single derogatory account on his credit history. Otherwise, his credit is perfecto. So let's go on to the next story. Dear Credit Queen, I am in the middle of a divorce after being married for 22 years. Gosh, I'm so sorry to hear that. We have shared everything these past several years, as well as credit cards. Is it smart to just close the credit cards now and reopen new ones so that we are not on joint accounts anymore or will that ruin our credit? Very, very good question. And you are actually right on the money, honey. You definitely should contact each of the credit card companies that you have these credit cards with and let them know that you are in the middle of a divorce and that you would like to separate your credit cards, that you would like to continue your relationship with that particular bank, and whatever it is that you owe specifically on that credit card, a lot of these credit card companies will take what you owe and take what your spouse owes and transfer that to the new credit card. If not, you're going to have to work out a plan with your soon-to-be ex on how you guys are going to take care of paying that. But definitely the most important idea and thought that you had was to reopen new cards and sever the old relationships that you had, which were joint cards. Now, friends, this is exactly why I always tell people, even when you're married, and I've been married for several years myself, but my husband and I do not have any joint credit cards. And it's not because we don't share our money. It's not because we don't share life and all the rest of the things, but we just don't share credit. And the reason for that is, is if anything happens in life, you want to make sure that you're protected. 
And I've had many clients that unfortunately have had spouses that have passed away and situations like this that have been divorced. And if you are joint card holders and something happens, your credit can be ruined for no good reason. So it's really important to have separate credit while you're married so that in the event something happens, you always either A, let's say that you're having a financial problem. You can let one's credit go and fall back on the other one. There's so many reasons as to why you would want to do this. But friend, I want to tell you, great listening to the past and uh, my past shows and what I've been telling you to do, you definitely, definitely, definitely want to close out all of those credit cards. And if you uh, own a house together, if you have a mortgage together and you one of you is going to keep the house, it's really important that wh- whoever's going to keep the house refinances it into their name. Okay, it's not enough just to change title because that's all it does is just change title on paper. Okay, but if you are joint on the loan, then you have just as much financial or fiduciary responsibility that your soon to be ex has. So, really, really important. Moving right along, dear credit queen, my wife and I have lived in our current home for 14 years, but due to my latest financial struggle, we are going to have to short sale our home. What can we do right now to make sure we are able to buy another home in the next couple of years? And is that even possible for us? Wow. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is, is make sure that you are working with the right realtor because right now real estate is in a great place and, um, uh, sellers, uh, we're finding that they have multiple offers. So unless you're really upside down in your home, and even if you are upside down, a realtor might be able to sell your house for enough so that you would not have to short sale your home. But let's just take your question and answer that. If you if you do have to short sale your home, the best thing that you can do right now is to continue to make your payments. You don't want to stop making payments because if you plan on buying another home in the future, okay, you don't want to have mortgage late payments showing on your credit report. The other thing that you want to do is maintain your other credit cards and other payments that you have. Make sure that your credit stays in a good position while you're going through this transition. Very, very important. What happens with a lot of people that are having financial struggles and unfortunately have to let go of their home, I've seen this be a very emotional situation for clients. They've lived in their homes for many, many years. They're attached to it. They've had memories in this place. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, it takes them into a tailspin of depression. And I completely understand that. And listen, friends, we're going to be praying for you that all of this goes well. But the best thing that you can do is think about your future. And what you need to do is, again, work with the bank and see if there's any way that you can maybe defer some interest or defer your payments. Work with your credit card companies to see if you can defer payments, etc. But make sure that you keep your credit in a good place. And why is that, friends? Because I've always said, and I'm going to drive it into the ground as long as you listen to me, that your credit is an investment tool to build wealth. It doesn't matter if you're having a 
financial struggle right now. You know what? You may be having a financial struggle right now, but in three years, you're on top of the hill, baby. So the last thing you want to do is ruin your credit today when in three years you're going to be on top of the hill and you're ready to invest in your future, but not able to do so because of your credit. So friend, I want to thank you for asking this question. I think it's absolutely amazing that you're thinking about this and that you're thinking about your future and the best things that you can do to protect and optimize yourself. Last question that we're going to go into today is Dear Credit Queen, I'm a single mother with three boys. My husband died from cancer over six years ago and left my children and myself with a small fortune. Well, gosh, I'm glad he he thought, wow, that's amazing. I want my children to learn. Uh-oh, I love this mother already. I want my children to learn the value of credit and money, and I don't know how to do that properly, as that was always my husband's place as the financial guru of our family. Also, how can I help my children build credit so that they can stand on their own without asking me to co-sign for their car or their apartment as they're of that age? Any advice, Credit Queen, would be so helpful to me. Well, friend, I want to tell you, I am so sorry to hear about your husband, but I am so happy to hear of the joy that you have of training your children in the right way. The famous book that I love so much says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And that's exactly what you're asking to do. And I think that's so amazing. Listen, there are so many different programs out there that can help to teach and train your children the value of credit and money. But I always say that it happens first in the home. And I love that your husband's place was to show your kids how to be fiscally or financially responsible. And I would sit down with your kids and and have a meeting of the minds and say, hey, listen, what was it that dad taught you? about finance and money. Go back and listen to uh, some of our shows where we're talking about different credit situations. But the other thing is, is that when your child hits 16, it's really good to help them build their credit by a couple of ways. Number one, I would take them to go get a bank account. And even in these times during COVID, banks are open. So go and get them a bank account, sit down with them, help them to understand um, what interest is, help them understand what a main checking account is and a savings account is. Um, Make sure maybe you can set up some, some process because I know a lot of these young adults or these young children have phones and different expenses. What I've always been a fan of is if your children have expenses, write them a check on a monthly basis and make them pay for their own expenses so that they see what it's like. They can get in there and, you know, balance transfer. They can get in there and pay a bill online and see what it's like to be responsible for paying bills. As far as credit is concerned, get them to open up a Credit Karma account or go to Experian and look at their credit history. Obviously, at 16, they're not going to have much credit history, but get them acclimated with your credit history. Go over your credit history with them. Tell them about what things look like on a credit report. And you know what, friends? We're actually going to be having some classes with young adults coming up here soon, so stay tuned for that. But I'm really encouraged to hear that you want to teach your children about the value of money and credit. So what I would start with is, like I 
said the bank account, getting them a credit card through the bank account. Okay, obviously, a lot of these banks will only start off with like a $300 limit. And you're going to have to be the custodian on that credit card and that bank account. So unfortunately, mom, you are going to be at risk if they do something wrong. But custodian is just that you're overseeing everything that they do. The other thing that you can do is you can add them as an authorized user onto one of your credit cards. And what this will do is lengthen their credit history and actually give them a score so that when they're ready to go off to college, since they're 16 now and you're starting them off with a bank account, you're starting them off by writing them a check for their expenses on a monthly basis, showing them how to pay bills, how to balance a checking account, how to reconcile their bank account, to look at a credit card statement, understand when it's due to make sure that they don't pay after the 30 days so they incur a late payment or late fees. All of these things are really important to teach and train our children. So as you say, you don't have to co-sign for their first car or their first apartment. So I hope that that was helpful to you, friends. Thank you so much for coming to Your Credit Today. Like I said, we're going to be talking about a lot of different stories and information that I'm hearing during this quarantine. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today, and I'm out.